to me, okay, to me, ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, you know, that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body I mean the f everything I mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well I mean if, if, it, if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations yeah. you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is oh, with no rules real fighting. well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like Big Dumb McCarthy pulling me about folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bed. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud of fighting for you. For you. Don't bring the dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you got to just keep on flowing. Welcome back, Penn Nation. It's Wednesday. It's another week. And we're back with BJPenn.com Radio. Each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, we are the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. And it's a pleasure to be here with you guys each and every week to give you that MMA fight fix that you all crave so much. As always, guys, I'm your host, Kinch. Very happy to be here tonight. Got a great guest, great show. I know you guys are really going to enjoy this interview we have with uh, one of our favorite recurring guests on the show. A lot of news to get into as well. Speaking of which... Tell you guys every week, when it comes to MMA news, one-stop shopping at BJPenn.com. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Guys, we're your premier source for all the latest and greatest and the sport you love of mixed martial arts. All the trending issues and topics. All the great content. Exclusive interviews. Viral videos. Technique videos. For those out there that are practicing the art of martial arts, or the art of MMA, rather. All great stuff, all at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. We're the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. We appreciate all the support. Go there right now while you listen to the show. Get up to date on everything that you need to know 
in this wonderful sport that we all love and hold dear to our hearts. So that being said, guys, very excited for tonight's guest. We've had him on the show many a time. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Got to be the realest guy in the UFC. Arguably, anyway. My opinion, top two, top three. I mean, it's like him and the Diaz brothers, in my opinion. Had a great conversation with him. Talked about a lot of stuff. As, I got, as I'm sure you guys are aware, he's been uh, really gunning for the fight with Wonderboy Thompson. We'll get the update on that. Couple other possible matchups that he's interested in at this point, but he's looking to uh, you know further his career, get close to that title shot, and he thinks Wonderboy is the right guy for the job. We'll break down that potential matchup what other fights he has on his radar that makes sense for him right now. Going to talk about some of the big news of the week. Talk a little bit about Mayweather McGregor. Eye pokes. And of course, being a Cuban, we're going to get his perspective on the UL Romero, Michael Bisping beef and the, uh, Flag desecrating between both of these guys against their each respective country. Again, great interview, great conversation with him as always. Very intelligent guy, as real as it gets, as I mentioned. I know you guys will enjoy it. That'll be coming up here in just a few moments. A lot of news, though, as I mentioned. UFC, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, UFC Glasgow went down over the weekend. Tough night for Scotland. All of their athletes, for the most part, uh, suffering defeat. Gunnar Nelson, Jojo Calderwood, Stevie Ray. Jojo, the fight with uh, Cynthia uh, Cavillo, I believe is how you say her last name. That decision deemed controversial by many people. Really tough fight to score. I don't really have much much of an opinion on it. I mean, it was a good fight. JoJo brought it. You would assume that in her backyard, judges might give her the nod, but you've heard it talked about on the show many times, scoring in the West under the unified MMA rules. Kind of tough. Gunnar Nelson gets KO'd by uh, Santiago uh, Ponzinibbio, I believe is how you pronounce his name. That's a tough one. <laughs> Following a gruesome eye poke, though. I mean, this, this, is, this was brutal. Two fingers in both sockets. You'll actually hear me discuss this with Gamebred uh, coming up here in just a bit. But another part of MMA that needs attention, clarification, definitely needs to be addressed. And uh, again, you'll hear you'll hear Jorge Masvidal make some really good points about this coming up here, just a few moments. Bellator 181, Derek Campos, Brandon Gritz, having a good fight, ends with a brutal cut. 
to the forehead of Gritz. Almost looked like he was shot in the head with a, like a large arrow or something. <clears throat> you could see on bjpen.com forward slash MMA news, some people on the internet were liking it to likening it to the Air Jordan figure. Right on his forehead. Brutal cut. One of the worst we've seen. I mean, there's been a few brutal cuts in recent memory, but this one this one is in the running. <clears throat> then following that that Glasgow broadcast, Michael Bisping trashes Karen Bryan on live TV. Says that she's good at reading the teleprompter, but they're the fighters. Leave the fight analysis to them. This was in regards to them talking about uh, tucking your chin. Really rough stuff. You could see the uh, surprise, for lack of a better word, on the face of Karen Bryan on that live broadcast. You guys can check out the video, of course, at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. We saw the final leg of the spectacle that is the Maymac World Tour. Lots of controversy, name-calling, claims of racism, bigoted slurs. <clears throat> Not sure if it did good for the image of either fighter, in all honesty. Uh, but I'm sure got a lot of people interested, generated that hype that they were really looking forward, looking for, uh, looking for in the build-up to this fight. Again, claims of racism, some some really off-color comments by both guys throughout this thing. Obviously, the claims of racism directed towards Conor McGregor, Mayweather using uh, terms offensive to the gay community. However, uh, Connor, uh, Connor's father was on the MMA Hour this week, addressed those claims of racism, You know, said his, his son has never been a racist, doesn't believe he has a racist bone in his body, etc. As I mentioned, regardless of what's true and what's not, definitely generated that kind of hype that, that, that Showtime was looking for uh, in the lead-up to August 26th. <laughs> One of the craziest stories from this thing last week a fan managed to sneak in for one of the press conferences, sneak backstage, walked out with Conor McGregor. That is one epic story to tell your grandkids or your friends for that matter at this point. A lot of, you know, big cojones on that kid. Really crazy story. Of course, you can find all of this at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news in far more depth than I'm giving it to you right now. Also, uh, the tour, I'm sure you guys have seen all the awesome bad lip reading videos that get put out. The tour gets a hilarious bad lip reading treatment. Floyd Mayweather singing a song, uh, what was it, Watch Out, Ronaldo? <laughs> really funny. You can check that out at the site as well, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. And while we're on Connor and Mayweather... Rumors circulating that Connor was knocked out in sparring. Camp denies the claim, of course. And uh, Mayweather weighs in on, on that as well. You can read all read up on that again in depth on the site. Jones in DC. Going back and forth on social media. Things begin to heat up as this fight draws near. 
DC calls John Jones a limp dick. They go back and forth. Of course, they're throwing low blows and the kitchen sink. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is safe between these guys. In that same token, incredible, incredible promo video released for that fight. I believe it was titled Tame Your Demons. Make sure you guys watch it. I mean, I swear, every time I start this show, a motorcycle drives by. I cannot stress enough how much I think that this video is one of the best promos that they've done in a long time. I mean, I watched it, and it's one of those ones that, you know, gives you goosebumps and really gets you excited for the fight. So definitely worth a watch. We have it in full at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Some big fight announcements as well. Valentina Shevchenko, Amanda Nunes, that gets rescheduled for UFC 215. I believe that's in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. And this one I'm really excited about. Kickboxing star, Gokan Saki, announces his debut. It will be in UFC Japan in September against uh, Henrique De Silvia. Pretty good uh, measuring stick kind of opponent for Gokan. Let's see what he's got in there for takedown defense and grappling. We all know that nobody's going to want to stand with this guy. If they do, they better be of that caliber of striker or they're frankly insane. Very excited for that debut in Japan, a place where Gokan is already very popular from his days in K1. Doesn't get much better than that. Cannot wait for September. Also, we mentioned it last week, Shogun Hua versus OSP rematch on that card as well. That's shaping up to be a good one. So I haven't had a, you know, a chance to, to, to cover a lot of the stuff for you know, sake of time, as in-depth as I could. But you guys all know where to go for MMA news. Everything you need to know, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. As I said, all the viral videos, the great knockouts, historic videos, exclusive interviews, hot topics, breaking news, fight announcements, you name it, we've got it. And also, you'll see this more and more, technique videos. Very cool stuff with our partners. Learn about the sport, but also learn technique in the sport as well. Oh, one thing I forgot. This is another big announcement. Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez, set to coach the next season of Tough. That'll be tough 26. Obviously, they're going to fight afterwards. That's an awesome fight. Very big fight for the division. And knowing Gaethje's background, probably have a really good coaching staff, Trevor Whitman, etc. That's a big fight for 155, the lightweight division. So there you have it. That's the hottest news of the week. Make sure you guys stay tuned, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. 
Go there each and every day. Get up to date. We've got you covered, guys. We're the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. And this is BJPenn.com Radio. With all that out of the way, I know why you guys are here. You want to hear Jorge Masvidal? I do too. So let's jump right into this thing. Top contender at 170. As I said several times, one of the realest guys in the sport. Cool guy. Well-spoken, intelligent. Really has some swag. And a funny guy as well. I suggest you guys follow him on social media. Does a great job promoting himself. And, you know, he makes you laugh. Can't ask for more in a guy. But most importantly, when he goes out to that cage, there's a reason they call him Game Bread. He puts on a hell of a show for the fans each and every time he steps out there. Can't wait for his next fight. All that being said, let's jump right into it. Jorge Masvidal coming up next, BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. I'm your host, Kinch. We'll be on with Gamebred himself just a second. All right, Penn Nation. Welcome back to the show. One of our favorite guests, one of the realest guys in the UFC today. Of course, I'm talking about Gamebred Jorge Masvidal. Welcome back to the show, Jorge. How has the summer been for you so far? It's been good. I've been busy. A lot of traveling and stuff, uh, promoting and, and uh, training as well. So um, I haven't been home as much as I like to be, but um, I'm working, you know, getting out there. Yeah, you mentioned that you're going to be headed out of town uh, at the end of the week. Are you going on vacation or is this work-related? No, I'm going to go to um, to Boston for a parade. Uh, it's uh, The UFC sending me over there. They need a Latin fighter, so they're sending me Boston to a parade. I'll be back like uh, Tuesday or something like that. Oh, cool, man. That's my neck of the woods. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's, you know, definitely not Miami, but, you know, you, sh- you should have a good time up here. Make sure you get some lobster, some seafood if you eat that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, listen, man, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. A lot has happened since then, so we'll jump right into it. Uh, I know you've been eyeing a showdown with Wonderboy Thompson. Any updates on that fight actually getting made? No updates on that fight yet that I know of. You know, I know um, they were kind of waiting to see what would happen with uh, with Gunnar Nelson and stuff in Scotland. Um, but he got blown out the water, you know, from what I heard from, from the inside reports that I, that I know that they were trying to set up a Thompson and, uh, and Gunnar fight. That's not going to happen, you know. So I, I think it's only reasonable that the two top strikers fight, you know. I'm number four, he's number two. Why not? You know, everybody wants to see that fight. Absolutely. I'll jump ahead here to talk about Gunnar Nelson. Uh, you know, I saw that you had tweeted, Sean Shelby, about Gunnar <clears throat> saying that, you know, since he lost, they have to feed you Wonderboy. It sounds like they were eyeing that fight, Wonderboy and Gunnar. It wasn't Gunnar possibly being talked about it as, a, a, as an opponent for you? Uh, Gunnar was never talked about as an opponent for me. I mean, they they never brought up, hey, do you want to fight Gunner anytime soon or not? And at the same time, I didn't I I didn't care for Gunner. You know, I don't I don't think Gunner's good. I don't give him any. And as far as fighting goes, he's a solid grappler. But as far as fighting goes, I don't I didn't think he was good. You know, I wanted a top five guy. I wanted the toughest fight out so I could get right back in line. Yeah. Where I would have. I don't I don't think me if I would have done the same thing to Gunner, I don't think that would have really helped out my career. You know. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of his loss in Scotland and the eye poke controversy? And you know, do you think he was right to cry uh, foul there? 
I didn't um I haven't seen the fight in the entirety. I just saw the highlights on online and stuff. I got to see the whole fight and and make up my mind. But I, I heard that the eye pokes were bad, though. I just I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to say anything on it. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It looked like uh, you know something out of the Three Stooges. You know, two right to the eyes. It was pretty brutal. But nonetheless, a loss is a loss. Um, no. I, but uh, let me be honest. So if I, after I see the video, if there is eye pokes in there, um, it's not an excuse though. If you've ever been poked in the eye. Man, it's it sucks, man. It sucks in practice, and it sucks even more in the fight because depending how hard you get poked, you know, you 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 can man it up and keep going. You know, I've I've done things like that, but your vision is off because one eye is swollen at the time, but for some reason, you're getting that blurred double vision because one eye is is at a different focus than the other eye that didn't get poked, and that takes time. You know, that's not like oh, okay, you know, a second later you're good because the doctor looked at me and said, are you okay? We're always saying we're okay because we're fighters. Yeah. But there needs to be a legitimate rule. If anybody touches the eye, well, I should be able to get five to ten minutes, you know, because it, it, it the most important thing in the fight is vision. If I can't see, well, I'm going to get beat up, you know. It's it's crazy. They they need to do that already. They need to stay on top of that. I don't I don't understand what, what the big nonsense is. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you, you hear about the five-minute rule, but it's, I know that, as you mentioned there, fighters don't want to have to sit and wait for five minutes. You guys are looking to get in there and scrap and, and keep the action going. But it seems like you should definitely be given the five minutes, regardless, just to recuperate. It only seems fair. Oh, it's it's. I think it's BS. You know, when I fought Larkins, he gave me a pretty hard eye poke. I had to stop for a little bit, and the the doctor came in. Hey, can you see? Yeah, I can see. I really couldn't see at that very time that he asked me because I had a big blur in my vision. But of course, if I say I can't see, I'm not fighting. Yeah. So I say I can't see, and the doctors were like, "All right, let's go fight." What do you mean, let's go fight? Give me my fucking time. You know, it's not like I poke myself in the eye. Give me what's right, what's fair. Let, let me heal up. Let me say when I'm ready, when my eye's ready. But they don't do that. Though. I think I had about maybe like 15 seconds, something like that, a couple, 20 seconds. And then um we fought out the rest of the round, which was left like 20 seconds in that round. And then I went back to the corner for a minute. And during that whole minute, my my vision wasn't 100% yet. You know, so it's, it, it's something that they need to work on dramatically. Absolutely. I think the f- the whole five minutes should be allotted, and then a doctor should ask you if you, if you can see or not. Um, <clears throat> but getting but getting back to, to to Wonder Boy, you know, he agreed to fight you on social media. From from what I read, um, I'm guessing, you know, at this point, you're just waiting for a contract. Oh, that's all I'm waiting for is is a signed document. I'm ready to go. Now you're a guy who likes to stay active. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've been itching to get back in there. That being said, you know, what date are you uh, personally looking at for this potential fight, and how much longer are you willing to wait for him? I mean, you know, when we when me and him first talked, he said September, then he said October, and uh, I, I know he's hurt, you know, he had surgery, so it's not like he's bullshit, you know, but at the same time, it's like, hey, man, I'm not going to end this year with two fights only, you know, it's, I've never done it since I've been in the UFC, I actually wanted to get four to five fights this year, when I had that Cowboy fight in January, I was like, this is perfect, I got my, the first month of the fight of the year, I already got a fight. It's it's going to be easy to rack up the fights this year. Yeah. Um, has that happened yet? Though the way I wanted it, you know. So if I got to wait till October to November, even possibly to fight on that New York card with Thompson, I mean it's almost worth it because he's number two, you know. But it's at the same time I got to fight, man. I got to compete, not because I'm broken or and just because I like to compete. It's what I do, you know. Absolutely, and then not to mention, you know, this is this is the business, like you said. <clears throat> you want to take a fight up to five times. I mean, I know we've talked before. You'd much prefer to stay active and, uh, and you know, continue to climb those rankings. Uh, but that being said, you know, give us your thoughts on the matchup. 
you know, some would consider him to be a tricky striker to deal with and, you know, a really tough test at 170. What do you think of his skill set and how he matches up against you? Like you said, he's tricky, he's awkward. He does a lot of things that um, he, he comes from his karate. You know, if I was a karate guy, those things wouldn't be weird or tricky to me, but I'm not a karate guy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm just a regular stand-up dude, you know. So he, he does a lot of tricky things, different angles. But the longevity of the fight, as the fight keeps going on and I keep getting in his face, I'll bust him down. I'll, I'll break him down. I'll be able to bust up his defense. My my efficiency and my aggressiveness, the way that I'll be able to cut the distance on him and make him work from the angles that he doesn't like to fight in, uh, it's going to be a bad night for him, you know. I just, I don't I don't see him doing it. The, only, the worst case scenario, best case scenario for him will be that he's just running and, and air jabbing and throwing like some low kicks and just running trying to get a decision. Yeah, you know, but, that, that that point fighter thing is kind of translated into his MMA career. He's had a couple of, of, of big knockouts, but... It seems like as you get into the higher levels of the division, he tries to he tries to win on points, and you're a guy that carries power. Obviously, you connect. You're probably going to get the job done. I'm sure you would agree with that. Oh, for sure, and I'm going to connect. I mean, it'll just it'll take some time to feel him out, not to fall for his traps, and then just get in his face and, and get to work, you know, put the hard head on and, and, and go to work on him. Now, definitely a fight that makes sense for the division, uh, but it would be really hard for him to argue for another fight with, with Woodley you know, even with a, another win or two at this point. However, a big win over over Wonder Boy for yourself should put you next in line for a shot at UFC gold. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure, 100%. You know, and also Maya right now is fighting Woodley, so that's a big determining factor. Who wins, who doesn't, you know, that's that's going to create a lot of uh, a lot of friction, I think. You know, I think if Woodley wins, GSP don't want to come back maybe, you know. It's probably a bad stop for him. I, I know for a fact that if Maya wins, GSP wants that fight all day because he's probably not going to get punched. You know, he's going to have the the best possible matchup for him, which is another great grappler. Yeah. So I think um, there's a lot of factors into it. You know, I just hope GSP doesn't come with that bullshit drama and BS that he was doing at 185. I'm going to fight this month and then six months later. And then if he's going to fight and he's going to get to skip the line, we get it. He's he's the ex-champion or, or, or the retired. He never lost it, but whatever, you know. Um, he's coming back. I know he has a big name, but I just I don't want that bullshit of waiting. You know, don't hold up my division. If you're gonna fight, get in there, fight, do your thing, win or lose, and let's keep the ball moving. Let's not have a guy that's gonna fucking freeze up the belt. You know, we had we had a problem at 45, then we have a problem at 55 now, a huge one because ain't nobody fighting or defending that belt. And then there's a problem at 85. You know, yeah. Bisping's running the mockery of the sport. He's he's fake injury this, fake injury that. He's declaring who he's gonna fight and who he's not. He, made the sport into a joke if you're the champion if you're the best guy in the world well then you got to go out there and prove it you got to fight everybody and you might have to do it often two three times a year you know the, these guys that are fighting once a year as a champion you're fucking up the division you know get the fuck out of the way you know i agree with you 100 percent. and bisping's definitely <clears throat> something i wanted to talk about here briefly but or uh, later on rather but uh what's your take on the woodley maya fight who gets who gets the win at, uh ufc 214 in your opinion well, I'm going for Woodley. I think Woodley's stronger, more explosive, has more weapons. But Maya does have a couple positions that Woodley cannot fall into that it'll be a bad night for him if he gets into those those positions, you know. And I'm sure he's working with his team to, to stop those positions, but I, I think that uh, if Maya takes his back, it could be a real bad night for Woodley, you know. So he has to obviously stay away from that. And even Maya, even though Woodley's ten times the better wrestler, stronger, more athletic, and actually wrestled, if Maya's on his half guard, he could still score. If Maya's on guard with his butterfly seats, he could still score. He could still sweep him because his jiu-jitsu is 
that phenomenal that that he could score from from positions that he shouldn't. That the most world class guys won't score on. He could do it, you know. Usually, if you have two good guys uh, on the ground, the guy on top is a good wrestler, and the guy on bottom is a good wrestler. Well, maybe they can both get up to neutral or something, you know. But no, Maya can can sweep guys and put them on their back or or take their back from there. So it's a uh, it's a skill set that only at 170 he's the only guy at that level doing it. You know, you don't see nobody else doing that at that at that. Yeah, and you have probably the most well-informed perspective on all this. You know, you've trained with Tyron in the past, been in there with Maya. You know, so given that experience with both guys, I mean, do you think Woodley has what it takes to to stop the Maya ground game? You know, in this fight. Definitely, he just has to be smart. There's a couple things that that he has to not do, and and I think he's good. You know, just um, don't let Maya do his game. You know, yeah. Woodley. If Maya shoots a beautiful double leg on Woodley, I think Woodley will still stop him. He gets him up against the cage with a good, nice single leg. Woodley will be able to defend him. Woodley's strong. He has good wrestling. He he has so much experience in those positions. But it's just when it hits the ground, whether he be on top or he be on bottom, when it hits the ground, that's when the danger starts. You know, while the, while the judges didn't give you the nod against Maya, you definitely beat him up standing and you had great defense on the ground. You know, assuming you get the get the fight with Wonder Boy, take that number one contender spot, would you prefer to get Maya in a rematch or fight Woodley for the title? Well, obviously, I don't want to fight Woodley. You know, if we yeah. if we got to fight, if we're throwing down for the belt, we're we're gonna do it. You know, but if I got to choose, I don't want to fight Woodley. You know, I'm cool with the guy. I don't want to make a fist and punch him in the face. I'd, I'd rather not. If if that could happen, you know, we're we're boys. We have we've known each other ten plus years. You know, when uh when he started at Strike Force, I was in Strike Force, and we were we were helping out each other get better, helping each other for our title fight. So I don't. I don't. I'm not looking forward to ever fighting Woodley, you know. Yeah. But um. But that being said, I'm going for Woodley. I I want Woodley to win. True. True. But in a in a so assuming taking Woodley out of the picture, obviously you'd want the rematch with Maya potentially for the oh, belt. Oh. I want the rematch with Maya. I want I want to do two three fights with Maya, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Trilogy. I'd be all for that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the record can't stay at one one. You know. I think. Uh, We'd have to do it a couple times. Now we already talked about Gunner here uh, earlier on, and, and and what this, uh, what what Sean Shelby was potentially looking at for a matchup with him and Wonder Boy. Hopefully, the fight with you and Wonder Boy gets made. But uh, to, to stick along with Gunner here for a moment, you mentioned the 145 belt, the 155 belt, and a guy that's tying it up. Of course, that's Conor McGregor. Obviously, he was on the verge of the money fight with Floyd. I'm wondering, did you get a chance to watch any of that world tour? And, and if so, what did you make of that spectacle? I've seen some some bits on on uh, like Instagram and stuff. As you're rolling down, they'll like uh, they'll do a gif of it and stuff. Yeah. You know, I've seen some some funny things. It's uh, it reminds me a lot like in high school, like a high school lunch cafeteria, and you got two guys, you know, clowning each other and and talking shit. You know, some of it is funny, some of it is a little bit, you know. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I just want to see the fights, man. I don't, I don't really like when I want to laugh. I go turn on the the TV and I go watch uh, Michael Epps or some stand-up guy that I like. I really don't care for fighters making too much jokes. So I didn't really tune in too too much, you know. Okay. There were some funny moments, but I don't, I don't really watch too much TV as it is. Right. What What did you make of uh, people calling Connor racist? I mean, he did make some pretty tasteless comments about black women, but I'm not convinced that the dance for me boy comment was intended to be racist. What's your take on that situation? Well, you're gonna have to give me all the details, cause I, like I said, man, I don't, I don't, man, I live under a rock. I got three kids and a full-time job, so I never get to like watch too much TV or read too much these days. But if you could fill me in. Well, I'll tell you what. So basically, what happened was 
Uh, Floyd had been dance, dancing around a bit. Connor says, you know, dance for me, boy. People took that as a racist comment. You know, I could understand if maybe a southerner from the U.S. said something like that to a black man, but as an Irishman, I don't know if I necessarily felt that was racist. However, at another press conference, he did say, you know, he was, uh, he's not racist. He's actually half black from the waist down and said, you know, made some comments about all the beautiful black women in the crowd and stuff like that. I mean, it definitely got on the verge of race, racism and definitely got tasteless at some points. Well, I, what were the comments that he made about the women? Uh, just, you know, he made like a humping motion in the air and said, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, I love all the beautiful black women in this crowd, something like that. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to have to see, you know, because sometimes you can say something and it's out of like contents or whatnot, but uh, it doesn't sound too bad. I mean, uh, Floyd told uh, McConnell to dance, you know, he told him, uh, didn't he throw dollars on him and told him to dance when he was like half naked on stage looking like a chick, uh, McGregor? <laughs> yeah, said, you know, he called, he said Dana was his pimp and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess uh, Mayweather, I mean, uh, McConnell was firing back when he said, um, when he said dance for me, boy, you know, I, I, I guess that's that's where it stems from. Because I didn't see that episode. I saw the one that Mayweather just threw the money on him, and this guy was, like, shirtless on stage. And it was like, it was that was actually funny, you know, because McGregor did look like a fucking stripper on stage, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, to, and then to, to, to call out Floyd for how he was dressing in, in previous ones and then come out to a press conference yeah, looking yeah. like that, I mean, you kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Mayweather got in his head, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, that being said, August 26th rolls around and, and, you know, a little over a month here. Connor stand a chance? I mean, a lot of people feel that Connor stands no chance whatsoever. Do you think he's got the puncher's chance at least? In a fight with two guys with, with their hands up, with bad intention, there's always a chance. Always in a fight, you know? You can get beat up for 14 minutes. And at 14.55, you land that one blow that changes the whole fight. It can happen to anybody. But those chances are so slim against Mayweather that I don't, I don't, the only way I can see Mayweather losing if Mayweather just doesn't take him seriously at all. If he does like Anderson Silva, you know, yeah. just stand straight up and actually let him hit him in the chin. But I, I don't, I don't see Mayweather losing this. You know, I, I grew up boxing. My first base was boxing and I got lucky that the gyms that I was at, I had, I got to see a lot of world class boxing at an early, early age, you know. And it was just out of pure luck that that the gyms that were close to my house just happened to have amazing talent, whether it was homegrown or Cuban nationals that had won the Olympics, that had won world championships, that had 250 amateur fights, 17 losses, you know. So I got to work with a lot of good guys, and I got to see a lot of good guys work. And I can tell you this, I ain't never seen anybody in MMA, and this is not to diss my, my brothers and sisters because it, it's a different sport, you know? Yeah. I've never seen guys that, guys that, and I'm not going to mention names and stuff, but guys that you see in the top 10 of MMA or top 5 even, and they're good strikers, when they do straight boxing with a, with a solid boxer, you know, not even like a world-class amateur, just a solid veteran, Man, a lot of times they get mopped up, and this is something I've seen in my own eyes in, in, in gym sparring, you know? I'll set up my boys that come spar with uh with good boxers you know and the, and the boxers almost the coaches have to tell them hey take it down a notch because they'll fucking wreck the mma fighter now within the first two minutes sometimes the mma guys they they throw off the boxers because it's a different beat it's a different stance how they do it they must they almost even throw their punches a little different some of them compared to straight boxing so you see the boxer at first maybe getting clipped up a little bit because he's not used to that rhythm and, and the angles the punches come from 
but once it all sets in and they get the timing, it's a different it's a different ball game, you know. I've I've seen it plenty of times, so I don't give Connor barely any chances, you know. Absolutely, <clears throat> I agree with you there. That's been the talk from most experts. Completely different animal. While Connor might have the, uh, as you mentioned, stance, rhythm, uh, awkward style, that might that might be effective early on. But chances are Floyd's going to adjust, and that's going to be the name of the game. Um, but you talked about Cuban Nationals there for a moment. I'd like to shift gears here to something that I know is very near and dear to your heart. Of course, that's Cuba. Following the UOL and Whitaker fight, Bisping violated the Cuban flag, pissed off the entire country of Cuba. I know you don't like Bisping to begin with, but how pissed off were you about what happened there? Uh, man, it's it's fucking... I don't know, bro. It's just one of those things that... Uh, it's upsetting, you know, because he's such a coward at the end of the day. I've always thought he's a coward to, to begin with. Long before the Joel feud or anything, I've always thought that man is a coward, you know. He he spit on guys. People might have forgot, people that watch the sport now, but yeah, I never Rivera, did. Yeah, yeah he, he spit on, on their corners, not even on Horn. He spit on the corners. Like, what what did the – maybe we have to do, like, an investigation. Did, you know, did they smash up your wife or something? Did they fuck your wife that you went and spit on? What 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 could they have done? For you to spit on another human being that you're not even fighting, you know? So since then, I, I lost respect for him. And I always thought he fought like a hoe anyways. If he's tired or hurt, he always, like, backs down anyway. So I never liked his fighting style. But after he did that spitting thing, I don't know how many years ago, but after he did that spitting thing, I was like, man, this dude's just a clown, you know? He's he's not but a clown. He'll do anything for a Facebook like, for a MySpace fucking shout-out. You know, the, the guy will do whatever he can to get his name out there. And that's something that I extra can't respect as another man, you know? I know we got to promote fights and stuff, but if I'm fighting somebody from Brazil, I don't have to get their flag and throw it on the ground and step on it. I don't, I don't have to do that, you know? You could talk shit and, and you could be witty about it and funny, you know, but you don't have to rip somebody's flag out because that that's somebody's flag, you know? Maybe in England, where, 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 wherever the fuck in England he lives, maybe they don't care about their country over there. Maybe they're fucking anti-England. I don't know. But we're, we don't take that lightly, you know? I think, I don't, I don't think I know he's not a man. Because he only did that when there was security. So much more security than the fucking president has was in that octagon. Yeah. Because he will not dare do that. He will not dare do that if it was just him and Joel. Or if it was him and two of his buddies and Joel by himself. He still wouldn't do that, you know? I think he's a... I don't think I know he's a coward. I actually saw him that fight week. And uh, I haven't told nobody. He'll be the first person I tell. But after he did this, I was like, man, fucking pussy, man. I, I just can't stand the dude. You know, I'm walking out. This is the first time I ever see Bisping in my life was uh, during Joel's fight. And this is like on Thursday. I'm walking to go do my PR interviews like at 8 in the morning. And stumbling out of a cab comes Bisping, drunk out of his mind. So I see him, and I'm looking at him. And he sees me at the corner of his eye, so he starts to turn away and walk in the complete opposite direction when it's a hallway. You know, you can't really get that much. It's a big hallway, but it's, we're both either you're going north or south. You know, yeah, you can't right. really go south. There's no sideways going on here. So he's going as further as the way he came from me because he saw me already. So I stop, I take my glasses off, I'm staring at him, and I scream out, what's up, player? And he throws up the Cowabunga sign and keeps walking, doesn't even acknowledge me. So I start ma making jokes, talking shit. The UFC PR people are there to go take me to do my, my tour and stuff. So they're seeing and they're trying to calm me down because I'm just talking shit to this idiot. And um, I mean, he didn't even look me in the fucking eye like a man. You know, and be like, not that I'm expecting him to fight there because we're pros, we're not going to fight in the hotel lobby, but at least address me as a man. You said all this crazy shit. Come up to me and say it to my fucking face, you know? Be a man about it. You have a lot of foul shit to say about me and my country. Well, 
come up to my face and, and talk about it as a man, you know? But he's not a man, so I can't expect him to do that. Yeah, I, I know in uh, previous conversations we've had about him, you said that you would address this when you saw him in person, but now that he's, you know, disgraced the Cuban flag, if you see him again, I mean, what's the conversation going to be like? I mean, I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't, I won't want to talk to the dude. I won't get near him because I'm not, there's not going to be a conversation. If he said something slick, I mean, it's not, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, you know, it's not, I'm not going to say nothing stupid and get myself in trouble now, but <laughs> that that dude is, uh, I don't respect him as a man, so I won't treat him as a man outside of the octagon, you know? Yeah. Well, needless to say, he, he, he definitely went too far in, in a lot of people's opinion, mine included. Um, but Yoel responded by burning the British flag with a Cuban cigar, putting out a video of himself and other Cubans uh, stepping on the British flag. Pretty fair response, if you ask me. That's a fight that needs to happen now, regardless of titles, right? Oh, yeah, of course, you know. Um, maybe Joel went a little bit too crazy with the flag burning, you know. Maybe maybe he didn't have to do that because there's a whole country of people that, that, you know, had nothing to do with, with Bisping ripping up that flag, you know. So right. that's uh, that maybe Joel went a little bit too much. But I know he's, he, he's bothered, man. He's really... Um, hurt by it. This is not like, this is not like a stunt for TMZ to get views. Like Joel was sincerely bothered by that. He didn't even give a fuck. Almost he lost. He was just like, "How's this guy gonna rip up the flag?" And we're not even fighting. We're not. You know. You know that you can't fight me or nothing. And then Bisping, I heard some interview that he said, "No, uh, a Cuban flag happened to be there, so I just ripped it up." My ass, you cocksucker! You put that in your fucking pocket and brought it in like the fucking lying weasel that you are, you know, he can't even man up to it and be like, yeah, I brought the flag, I planned it out, I premeditated this. He's such a coward, he's trying to make it look like, oh, there happened to be a Cuban flag there. Yeah, there just happened to be a Cuban flag there, right? Fucking yeah. cocksucker, man. Well, so as a proud Cuban-American, I mean, should the UFC reprimand Bisping for his actions there? They're never going to reprimand that. That guy spit. We already thought he spit yeah. on somebody's corner. They didn't do shit to him. They're never going to do anything to that guy. He brings in a whole nation, a wealthy nation, England behind them. They're never gonna do shit to that guy, man. The only thing they, the only way they could punish him is put him in there with Joel. See what happens when they put him in there with Joel. Bisping knows what's gonna happen. He's gonna fracture his other fucking eye. Right, right. Well, I agree with you 100. percent Definitely a low blow. Shouldn't have been done. And uh, that fight definitely needs to happen at this point. But listen, you've been more than generous with your time. Just got a few more questions here for you. Getting back to what's next for you. Should Wonder Boy fail to sign the contract? Is there any other matchup at this point that makes sense for you moving forward? Um, man, I want it's not personal with Thompson. I I think the dude's a cool guy. I met him a, a couple of years back, and he was like super cool. I think he's a genuine dude. I just want to fuck him up because he's number two, you know. But a guy that I dislike for personal reasons, just because I can't stand him, is Magny, and he happens to be number five in the world, right below me. So that's another fight that'll keep me in line towards my goals. It'll keep me right there where I need to be. Yeah. But Magny. Magny's vagina has been hurting for unlimited time. You know, the the guy, every time Sean Shelby calls him, he's like, no, I'm, I'm hurting, definitely. Then he goes to social media and tags me and shit or calls me out or says something stupid. But when it comes to signing contracts, no. When I got into this sport, man, it's just for the sheer reason of competition. And this is when I have fun doing I don't have fun being on social media and calling out fighters and then saying I can't fight. Some people get a kick off that, you know, because some girl sees it, they hit the like on it. They start blushing inside and feel all warm. That doesn't that doesn't tickle my pickle. You know what tickles my pickle is making that walk to the cage, getting in the cage and throwing down. That's that's the only thing I like to do, man. So when these cowards are calling me out and then the matchmaker calls them, hey, let's make it official, and they start with that bullshit, I lose my mind every time, man. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> We've talked about this before. That's why they call you Gamebred, my friend. 
not many people built in this world like you, and uh, I wish there was more like you in this fight game. Uh, but that being said, man, assuming Wonder Boy falls through, Magni won't won't come out of uh, injury status and and sign the contract. You know, how soon are you hoping to have an opponent? And you know, if September isn't the date, what's the next closest date for you? Uh, next biggest fight, you know, I mean, I, I have to sit down with my management team and have them reach out to to the UFC and and talk to him and put the pressure on him, you know, because I need, I need the right fight. I'm not going to fight an up-and-coming guy. I'm not going to fight the next ultimate fighter winner. It's not going to happen. That next guy that's supposed to be a phenom, that's undefeated and hasn't fought nobody, I'm not going to fight those guys. You know, I'm only here to fight the best in the world. The yeah. fights that I'm not supposed to win, people forget. UFC told me about the Damian Maia fight. They offered it to me after I called him out for like three weeks. I'm the one that called him Maya because I knew that Maya was the number one contender by far. And I knew that if I beat Maya, I'd be fighting for the title. And I also knew that Maya was the toughest fight. So that's that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Again, I'm going to get the hardest fights out every time because that's the only time that I have fun. I just I want to get challenged. I don't want to fight Joe Blow. I don't want to fight some guy that used to be good. And not. No, no, no. I want to fight the very best right now, currently, today. Well, again, man, lends itself to, to your nickname and, and – uh why you are a purebred fighter, my friend. I guess in conclusion, you know, what can all the game-bred fans expect in your next fight, and how soon should we all expect you to be fighting for that strap? Uh, my plans got, you know, slight hiccup by Maya by that split decision, so if if I get in one to two good fights this year, you know, hopefully next year early we're fighting for that belt, you know, I'm fighting for that strap. I'm, I'm, I'm competing for the highest prize in this sport and that's that's all i care about that's why i wake up early and do what i gotta do and go to sleep late and then repeat the process again because i chase after my dreams you know and, I, and i'm gonna keep doing it i just uh i don't want this sport you know it's, sometimes i get scared i when i do look through the internet and stuff all i see is antics you know all i see is is bullshit talking guys dressing up like the hulk when they go to the wanes but then fight day they, they're garbage they suck they're not even putting it on the line it's not because of their skill because of their will and heart, you know. The sport is slowly starting to go a little bit WWE. Yeah. And it's not something that I signed up for. I just want to fight, you know, I want to fight the best in the world. But if I got to get out there and talk and put a fucking a wig on and make a show and I, I don't know what other props I could use and stuff to get attention, you know, I guess it's going to have to be the road that I'm going to go, you know, because if, if your name is not out there, I know this. If your name is not out there on the internet, you're not fucking doing something to make yourself look dumb or just get the attention of people, well, then people kind of forget about you and shit, you know? And then you don't get the big fights. Well, I agree, man. It's an it's unfortunate that the sport has taken that turn. It's become the WWF, as you said. Uh, you know, promotion is fun at all, and, and, and it's enjoyable up until the fight. But as you mentioned there, when it comes to be fight night, you got to go out there, put it all on the line, and, uh, you know, not only for, for your own will and pride, but make it entertaining for the fans as well. So that being said, man, I certainly hope that the big fight announcement gets made soon for you. We definitely look forward to the to your next outing and the potential uh, title shot that should ensue after that. Um, always a pleasure to speak with you, man. Definitely looking forward to the next time. Any big shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? First and foremost, just thank God for this opportunity. It's right I've been on. You know, it's, it's been an amazing one. Shout-out to uh, the greatest trainer in the world, Paulino Hernandez. Not too many people know of that guy, but um, he's my head trainer. He's also Kobe Covington's trainer. He trained Joel for his first uh, six or seven fights in the UFC. So the guy's um, one of the all-time greats, you know, and I, and I thank that guy every day for, for the skills that he's shown me. All right, my friend. Greatly appreciate it, as always, man. 
have fun in Boston. Feel free to hit me up, man. We'll get some lobster or something. Oh, hell yeah. You got it, bro. All right, brother. Thank you very much. All right. You have a good day. You too, bud. All right, Penn Nation. The one, the only, Jorge Gamebred Mazvidal. You heard it here first. Had a run-in with Michael Bisping. Man. Many times on the show before, you had heard him talk about... Oh, sorry. Reading text messages. Many times on the show before, you heard... Jorge talk about his beef with with Michael Bisping. And he had said many times here, when he sees him, he, he intends to confront him about it. Very interesting to hear that they had a run-in. Bisping had nothing to say. I personally, maybe one day, Jorge and Michael can throw down, settle that score once and for all. But you heard it here first. They had a run-in. Jorge continues to maintain that Bisping's a coward. You heard him address the the, the Cuban-British flag thing that's going on between him and Yoel, or uh, uh, Bisping and Yoel, rather. Very intense. Very intense stuff. Hopefully, the fight gets made with Wonderboy Thompson. Be a great fight for the division. Certainly makes sense. As far as rankings go. And, you know, being that he's been a really good friend of BJPenn.com, one of the realest guys out there, as I've said, a true fighter, a true game-bred fighter. I mean, his nickname suits him perfectly. I really hope that fight gets made, gets announced soon, and you see him continue to work towards that goal of a shot at the UFC welterweight title. Great interview with him. Big thank you to, to Gamebred for coming on the show, as always. And big thank you to all of you guys, Penn Nation. We appreciate the continued support, BJPenn.com. We're on the rise. We're grinding each and every day, bringing you the best, the greatest, the latest, the breaking, the viral, all of it, MMA news related, BJPenn.com. We have got you covered, guys. Shout out to the team. Very hardworking team. We'll be back again next week with another great show. More great guests. More great conversations and interviews. The Fighter's Voice. The Voice of the Fans. This is BJPenn.com Radio. I'm your host, Kinch. And on behalf of the whole team, going to sign out for the evening. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Instagram. Stay up to date. Turn on notifications. When it's breaking and it just comes out, stay in the know before the rest of the crowd. BJPenn.com, as I said, we've got you covered, guys. So on behalf of the team... The site, to all of Penn Nation, we love you guys. Thank you very much. Tune in in next week, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll be back with another great show. Looking forward to it. Thank you, as always. Big fights this weekend. 
Make sure you guys tune in and check out the site for all the live coverage. I'm your boy, Kinch, and we're checking out for the evening. BJPenn.com radio. Peace out, y'all.
can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance.